0: We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're so thrilled to have Dan Flynn as our very special guest. Dan is the CEO and founder of Skyhawk Sales Consultants, which is a provider of fractional chief revenue officer services. His firm specializes in building and executing sales strategies that produce sustainable revenue growth for the clients he serves. Dan's industry experience includes broadcast and cable, ad tech, manufacturing and distribution, martech, professional services, real estate, and construction. Dan is a natural leader and motivator with a history of over 25 years sales and leadership and success. He has designed and led sales teams from startup to annual revenue possibility exceeding over 200 million dollars. Most notably, Dan's track record of si- of success includes reimagining and leading a sports media multi-platform consisting of the Lakers and Dodgers sports networks, as well as NBA and MLB content from ESPN, TNT, TBS, FS1 and the MLB network. The results were 50% organic revenue lift in year one and 28% lift in year two. Dan resides in Hermosa Beach, California and earned his bachelor's degree in business and administration and marketing from the Leeds School of Business at the University of Colorado at Boulder. Dan, it's an honor to have you join us today. We always like to start our podcast by asking what show, podcast, book, or blog do you go to when you want to push yourself and expand your thinking?
2: Well, first, how are you guys doing? It's nice to talk to you today. Um, you know, I'm currently reading a book called Business Adventures by John Brooks, and it's talking about 12 classic tales from Wall Street, things such as the fate of the Edsel or uh, the history of Xerox, um, the federal tax, uh, income tax uh, history. But in terms of what I use to push myself or get insight, currently I've been listening, believe it or not, to Joe Rogan's podcast. And I've just been enjoying his theme that he speaks about with a lot of his guests, whether it's Elon Musk or Navy SEALs or comedians or athletes. And he says, it you know, a universal theme all the time is about accepting the grind and how there's no substitute to success besides just hard work. And if you're trying to find a shortcut, some people do get lucky, but there really isn't a shortcut. You just have to accept the grind on everything that you really do to put in the hard work and be successful.
0: Thank you, Dan, for that. Welcome. I'm thrilled that we have a sales leader on the call. They're my favorite group. Especially <laughs> in HR, because you have the best stories and keep us in business. So I really appreciate that. What um about the business adventures? I love these kind of classic fail stories of what happened with Xerox or the or the Edsel. What, what is one of the things that you learned from that, from that book from reading that? What's one of your insights?
2: Yeah, you know, when it was looking at the history of Xerox, I mean, everybody knows that Xerox is a huge company. And but I didn't realize how big it was at the time of its peak, which was in the 60s. And, you know, how it was doubling their stock value uh, quickly um, and how they were such the market leader. And we always know about Xerox, it becomes, mm-hmm. you know, when you make a copy, so you have to Xerox something. but it was just interesting hearing the stories of how they spread the use, how um, there was a lot of resistance to using their products uh, at first. Um, it, it was just a fascinating story. And I love reading anything that is historical and mm-hmm. reading these business yeah. stories was pretty interesting. And, and the fate of the Edsel, I mean, you know, just that if you look at the car itself, it just is it missed the mark on so many different ways on where uh, cars were going at that era. And it was because they were designing a car by committee, and it's sort of like the Chevy or the Pontiac Aztec, if you remember that car. It was yes, just, yeah, yeah. It was it was just horrible. And when you look at mm-hmm. it, this thing was just missed the mark, and the and the company, the country was going a different direction, and it took too long to get the marketplace. And when they finally released it, it was just a disaster for them.
0: Mm. Isn't there a joke that the camel was an animal designed by committee? Isn't there some, <laughs> I swear I've heard this or I make things up either one, but it's kind of, yeah, the camel is the animal that is. No, does. it was
2: the platypus.
0: Oh, the platypus. I'm going to put camel, platypus, let's insert any animal we want. Cause it's our podcast, Dan, and we can do what we exactly.
1: want.
0: It's a big deal. Wait, so I like that the theme you pulled from Joe Rogan is accepting the grind. So now I'm going to put you on the spot. Dan just shared with us that his uh, smarty pants son he didn't say that, I'm saying that, is going to his alma mater, University of Colorado. And what advice would you have for him on the grind part? Like, what? How do you get your son to be like, all right, you want to be in business, you want to be an entrepreneur? What kind of two bits of advice do you have for him on accepting that grind and and getting used to it?
2: Just study, 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 and take school for what it's really meant for, and Mm -hmm. that is to learn. And it's a lot of hard work by doing the research on the projects that he's going to be going and doing in the uh, in the program. And he also got into the honors program, so I just want to throw that oh, part out there. So okay, I feel, Good. <laughs> I feel so, I'm such a proud yeah. dad for that. So I'm excited.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I'm so I just see I again details, Dan. I took it. He's he's a smarty pants, uh, but yes, the honors program to be exact. Thank you, proud papa. I love it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I love it. So I mean, accepting the grind is really just putting in the hard work to excel and everything that we want to have success in. And whether that's in your studies or preparing for your next chapter in life, he wants to be an entrepreneur. It's, it's, it's accepting that you really have to put the dedicated hard work in there to be successful and there's no shortcuts. Yeah. And if, if you don't accept that, you're going to be struggling your whole time and, and be frustrated with yourself, not understanding that that is the process, going through it hard each and every day.
0: And, and to use what I often use, which is all my uh, sales buddies say, 99 no's to get to the one yes. So that grind of, I got to know, I got to know, it's just not right, it's just not right, and fail and fail, eventually you get that success, which is what I've learned so much from um, my sales colleagues.
2: It's so true. And the thing that I was listening to when Joe Rogan was talking about it, because he's a comedian, and he mm-hmm. has a lot of friends and colleagues that are comedians, and Listening to them talk about the way that they're writing content all the time and how they're refining it to become, you know, very funny for their stand-up comedy routines or whether they're doing something for Netflix. You know, we, we do in business, we do presentations all the time. I and mean, we like to, you know, rest on our moral sometimes saying, oh, I know how to do this presentation. I'll be fine. And we'll let some time go by. But yet you have these trained, prof- you have these professional comedians that are understanding they have to work on their material nonstop. And to understand that we should be applying that discipline to everything that we do in business, getting ready for presentations for a client or whatever it may be. We do, but it was it's always inspiring to hear somebody push it to the next level and understand how that refinement makes it just resonate the best it possibly can, no matter what your audience is. That's what I was respecting on the message that he was communicating.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: do. I, I like to listen to a lot of comedians and how they, how they hone their work. And you're right. It, it is such... There's the sales part of it where they fail consistently when you listen to their stories of how they bombed, how first of yeah. all, on a grind, they worked at the laundromat for they worked for $10 a night, they stood in line to go to open mic. So that just pure grind of trying to get up on stage. And then you're right, they're constantly rewriting the joke. So for that Netflix special that we all watch, they might've done it 50 times somewhere else and honed it, their craft and those jokes so well that it becomes a Netflix, which is what happens with some people look at it and go, oh yeah, they wrote jokes and look at them. They're on Netflix. It's like, no, the years that go in the grind to become a comedian and to get to that level is really intense. So thank you for that example, Dan. I really appreciate that. What um, Now the big question, what is the decision that you made in your life that changed its trajectory and then what are some of those charge qualities that you use to help you make that decision? Can I give two? <sighs> A salesperson who doesn't follow rules. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yes, of course, you could give two.
2: Well, because there are two things that really happened at the same time. And, you know, I'll give my age right now. I'm, I'm, I'm 52 years old. But when I was approaching 50, when I turned 50... You know, I, I, made two decisions that I wanted to change in my life for my, for hopefully my full second half. Okay. One was I wanted to launch my own company, which I did which Skyhawk Sales Consultants. Okay. And, um, you know, I'd been in, in corporate world for 28 years and I knew of only one way, which was corporate and working in media sales. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of strength and courage to be able to make that decision to go out on my own. And it, it was not easy. Um. When you've been doing something your whole life and to switch to do something completely separate, it takes a lot of um, talking about accepting the grind, having mm-hmm. to put the hard work in to make a business work.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: challenging. And there's so much comfort that you take for granted when you're working in corporate that you don't fully realize that you have at the time mm-hmm. until you've left it. You know, mm-hmm. how they have so many different resources, how you have expense budgets, how you have people doing your finance, how people yeah. are doing the marketing for you. Mm-hmm. and and you two are business owners, you know exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about is yep. that it gets pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but the part where it changed my life was just understanding that you can do it. And by putting in that hard work and sticking through to it and understanding you have ups and downs and breaking through of having to work for a corporation and building something on your own where the success rides upon your shoulders until you can scale it further and hire more and more people, That is, it's it's scary and liberating at the same time, Hmm. and I I don't know if I could ever go back. I would never say no uh, if opportunities were correct, but I love this direction that I'm going, and I wish I had done it sooner.
0: What? Let's go back to the the decision when you said I am gonna put, I am gonna start my own company. Like, how long did it take you? Because I think we have a we know a lot of people who talk about that, but they don't do it. And so kind of take us through that thought process and how you prepared for it and and how you knew it was the right time for you to do it.
2: You know, my, my family, has I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My, my uncle mm-hmm. owned a uh, chain of surf shops back in the East Coast. My mom has had her own interior design business her whole mm-hmm. life. And I always respected that and always felt that I missed an opportunity by not starting my own business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from my career, I had been launching sales organizations for most of my professional career, whether it be been for Univision Communications or Time Warner Cable Media, whatever it meant uh, would have been for. Um, I always felt that I could have done it on my own, and I was always regretting that I did not take that uh, leap of faith and trust in myself. And it, it would finally maybe make that decision was after having so many different like leadership changes or mm-hmm. ownership changes. Um, you, you go through a cycle and. And when I speak to other people that have gone the direction I have that 50 year mark tends to be a common area where people mm-hmm. realize, you know, it's time for them to break loose of, of mm-hmm. corporate. um, we're seeing people that have been losing their positions because maybe they were making money that was not uh, acceptable to the co- uh, company anymore. Uh, ownership changes happen and they, uh, the new leaders want to bring in their own people, whatever it may be. You start seeing people, you know, a little bit maybe frustrated of working the corporate life and wanting to do something on their own and having the confidence in knowing that they can do something.
0: Mm -hmm. What? what, You mentioned the, I didn't have the trust in myself. Where do you think you finally got that trust? Or where? how did it finally build that confidence to say, see ya, I'm going to start it on my own? Where where was that that trust? How did that build up?
2: It, It took a lot of soul searching, yeah. To really look back upon the accomplish- accomplishments that I had already made, mm-hmm. um, you know, building sales teams, you know, like for example, like I said, the Lakers and the Dodgers regional sports networks, and building a sports platform around wow. all those properties, it was a lot of hard work, and and it was extremely successful. I had done something similar over at Univision with the Telefutura Network, where sport, uh, an enterprise sports team that I put together, and it was it was really doing some looking back on the accomplishments I had and said, Dan, you're you're not an imposter here. You've had success Mm -hmm. doing this Mm -hmm. already for other corporations. You've been an entrepreneur
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: for
2: companies. So now it's time to be an entrepreneur. Mm.
0: I I love that you said you're not an imposter because I think many of us have that syndrome sometimes of... Okay, I'm successful, but is it really due to me, or maybe I was just super lucky, or can I go out on my own and replicate this? And so the fact that you did that soul searching and you you uh, pumped up, bumped up your confidence by saying, "No, I'm not an imposter. Like I can do this," and I really, I really appreciate that. Did did you talk to other people to kind of help you with that confidence? boost? And other people said, no, Dan, you're not an imposter. Or was it a lot of just internal dialogue?
2: I talked to a lot of my friends that start their own businesses. But to tell you the truth, you can do as much research as you possibly can, but nothing replicates then when you actually do it. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) There's a a lot of hard work that's involved here. (laughs) And And your learning curve goes up so much because whereas you had different divisions working for you, um, helping you and supporting you. And when you start off at first, you don't have the resources to hire all these different
1: mm.
2: uh, people to do your marketing or your finance or whatever. You got to do it on your own. Yep. And your learning curve just goes vertical right away. Yeah. And um, it, and it's it's constantly putting yourself out there, meeting other people that are doing the same type of thing, learning new skills, applying it, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. Um, it's it's just a nonstop, and sorry to keep on going back to this, but a nonstop process of accepting the grind that you have to really work it work it out and, and to make it work successfully.
0: It's so it's so true. I was just chuckling because, of course, Kelly and I know what you're feeling. We came from bigger companies like you, where you had an IT support desk and things that and were marketing and graphics, and then all of a sudden you have none of it, and you have to learn it. And you're thinking, but I have to focus on finding clients. And doing kind of what I'm, that you know, the I I have an expertise in, but yet there's 500 other things during the day that I have to focus on, and I got, and I don't know it because I didn't really have to do it before. And I, what do you mean a business license? And what, what is all this stuff that I have to have now? (laughs) Like never, right? I mean, there's really simple things that you're like, wait, what? I have to do what? Is it S
2: corp or what's it going to do?
0: I still don't know what the hell we are half the time. But anyway, I just know that I found an accountant that really helps us.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And so yeah, like you said the constant networking and it is a 24/7 grind. But let's take you said something. So now you've you've launched it and you said it would be so hard to go back and it's changed your life and I and I really appreciate that you said scary and liberating. The what has it given you that in terms of your own confidence and the way you now can live your life by starting your own business that would make it so hard to go back to a corporate job.
2: It's it's knowing that you're building something that is yours. Mm. And and the hard work that you're putting into it is not building somebody else's value up. It's building your own value up. So you're willing to work even harder because you know that you're going to be able to keep whatever you put together. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed very much putting together a sports division um, for Univision. But when you leave, that doesn't go with you. Right. And, and, and building it on your own is something that you're putting the hard work and the sweat into that is going to stay yours. Mm-hmm. And that is the part that I've appreciated and, and loved and, and glad that I've taken the step um, to get to that point of my life here. I, I just, I, I love that aspect of it.
0: Mm. It reminds me of people who create something, meaning like create something very tangible. I, I am a worker. I build, um, I built tables, or I'll use my husband an example, he's a painter, so he paints oil paintings. And there's something so tangible that you look at it and you're like, that was mine, I built it. And like you said, for your own company, you have such a pride and the work doesn't feel as much like work, because you're building your own, your own thing. And it's wonderful. Yes. And no one can take that. I mean, I guess they could take it away from you, Dan, but it's really hard. You would kick it yeah. the for them to take that away. What And so you mentioned courage, that it took a ton of courage. I also like to say it takes a bit of um, nuttiness and craziness to start your own business as well. So what are some of the other qualities that maybe you used that you still rely on to help you with moving forward with your business?
2: 100% resiliency.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It, 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 that's where you really need to dig deep into because it, it is not easy and you're going to have your challenges. Um, and you're going to try things that don't fail. You're going to see other people be successful doing something similar, and you're not quite there. And you're you're going to question yourself as to whether you made the right decision. Um, so it, 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 resiliency resiliency is really something that you have to hone in on.
0: Yes, I appreciate that. I think sometimes, and I try so hard not to do it, Dan. I don't know if you do it, but you see, you mentioned you see others doing it, and you mm-hmm. think, hmm, either I had that idea and it didn't work for me. Or that I don't even like that idea, but yet they're successful at it. And it's so hard not to compare yourself at times. And you got to turn that off, part off of your brain uh, to look at that. But it's always that you have to keep digging deep because you could have 10 pr- uh, prospective clients and then something happens like, oh, I don't know, COVID. And you don't have them anymore. So, how do you keep, what's something that you do to keep up your resilience? How do you have that conversation with yourself to keep going?
2: I joined, you know, it was really helpful as I joined a professional network called Provisors. Mm. Okay. And it's it's other people that are providing fractional services or have their own companies or just want to um, network to other professionals out there to build trusted referral partners or whatever it may be. And to listen to them uh, and hear about the stories they've gone through, because you develop a lot of relationships along the way when you get into these professional networks. And that's the whole purpose of it. And you learn that you're one thing, you know, it can be done. You're seeing other people that have launched their companies. You see, uh, you hear a common theme or things that resonate with you that you hear that they that they went through the struggles that they had. And that gives you confidence that you can you can make it through the tough times. I, um, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, go ahead, Dan.
2: No, that was it.
0: OK. <laughs> <laughs> what advice do you have for people? So, if they're going when they're making these big decisions, what are some of the advice that you would give to of course, I keep picking on your son because we're so proud mm-hmm. uh, but what what's some advice that you'd give to your son and others on making these decisions and changing your life?
2: Well, I wish I joined that that professional network at an earlier age because mm-hmm. sometimes when you you get into an industry like I did, you, you become very insular into the way that industry works. And you don't hear about as much uh, technology that's happening for companies, um, marketing resources that people are using. And when I joined um, ProVisors, and it could be anything else, it could be uh, Vistage, ACG, or uh, BNI, and anything like that. You start getting, um, hearing about um, other ways that people are doing business uh, business or going about it. And it, it just, it helps advance your learning curve a lot faster. And it allows you to not be alone. You can, you can tap into other people's knowledge and how, how to get things accomplished. Or if you need their help with something, you might be able to have a better way of finding out people that you can solicit their services from. Mm-hmm. The, um, the other thing that I would encourage is most certainly surround yourself with people that are willing to offer you honest feedback.
1: Mm-hmm. and encourage
2: that honest feedback. You know, it, it's always nice to have the people saying, "Oh, you're doing great, you're fantastic." But, you know what's sometimes more powerful is when someone tells you when you're not doing something right and there's a way that you could do something better. And if you encourage that kind of feedback and accept it yourself, it's really going to strengthen you.
0: Mhm. Mhm. I really I appreciate that you you touched about a couple on uh, a couple things that The first one that don't insulate yourself, isolate yourself. And we talk a lot about having that echo chamber and, Mm -hmm. and yes, at an early age, because you're right, we get into the industry we're in and that's the only thing we look at. So if you're in, uh, you know, sports or you're in financial and all of a sudden that's your entire world and you never step out to kind of see what happens in other places. And that's where all these great ideas come from. You can see how, oh, how did they do it over here? Well, that's really interesting. I wonder if we could apply it over at our company. So, getting out of your echo chamber is so important. And I love that as, as a younger person, how can you kind of keep that mindset instead of going too narrow? Um, and then the honest feedback and surrounding yourself by sometimes we call it a board of directors or whatever network kind of you want to be a part of who you can say, listen, just tell me. I like to say, Dan, do I have spinach in my teeth? Like you need, (laughs) right. You need to have people in your life to tell you you have spinach in your teeth. And I said it to, I said it to my son the other day. I said, first of all, he never listens to this. So I don't have to worry about it. But, um, but I'm like you, your hair smells like you need to like shower. And now for 13 year old boys, any of you who have ever had a 13 year old boy, Dan, you know, sometimes hygiene is not the most important thing. And, he said, Oh, that was a little harsh. And I said, but if I don't tell you, no one's going to tell you
2: (laughs) You that spinach in your teeth is a great analogy, because there's a lot of people that just want to be polite and not make you feel bad and not tell you that. But meanwhile you're putting out that big smile and you have that spinach and you know, and you know, the friend is the one that tells you. Hopefully they tell you in a, uh, uh, protect environment.
0: So it's in a polite way. Absolutely. Yes. You don't want to scream, oh my God, but right. Uh, but yeah, take, pull you aside, do a little, do a little, hey, 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 look over here, spinach in your teeth. But you need those people in your life because if you don't, you are walking around with your hair smelling bad, spinach in your teeth and then you don't get any clients and you don't know why. <laughs> because you are looking a hot mess. That's why. So I know that Kelly, Kelly would surely tell me I have spinach in my teeth. And then she would apologize for telling me. That's how Kelly would do it. Carrie, I'm really sorry to tell you, I'm really sorry, but you have spinach in your teeth. And uh, so I know I, I don't, I get honest feedback from Kelly and I know Kelly, you're a big proponent on not being in that echo chamber. So I'm thinking of what other comments and insights you have after listening to Dan's great story.
1: I was afraid you were going to say, well, speaking of spinach in our teeth, here's Kelly. (laughs) So that made me a little bit nervous, that setup. I was like, where's this going?
0: What I should have done is like, speaking of someone who doesn't wash her hair, Kelly Gunther. That would have been even better. But I didn't. I missed that opportunity. Sorry, Kel.
2: But but this is audio only, so we're fine.
0: (laughs) Exactly. This is not smell-o-vision. We have no idea. We could all like have not had showers for weeks. It doesn't matter on a podcast. That's what's beautiful. And that's why we mm-hmm. don't audio either. There's no reason. Just listen. Just audio only.
2: The other thing that I did that I thought was really changed the trajectory of my life too is, you know, nearly almost exactly two years ago, I decided to quit drinking as well. And it was a decision that I just made on my own. And to tell you the truth, it was probably the biggest decision I've ever made and something you want to talk about something like I said, I would maybe go back to corporate. Yeah. You know, I, I love the, uh, the decision I made with, with quitting drinking as well, because, you know, I, I looked upon myself. I saw that, you know, the first 50 years had fun. It was great. But I started looking at it. It was not giving me the same satisfaction that it was before. And I was just like, you know what? My second half of my life, you know what? Why not try something different? And wanting to have the full energy and be able to set an example for my son on, on how you don't need to be drinking, um, I thought that was a great example to set for him as well.
0: Dan, I, when you said two decisions, I thought it was, you, they were kind of both in this, I'm going to leave corporate, I'm going to start my own. I had no idea that the second one was going to be, oh yeah, right at the 27 minute mark in the podcast, I'm going to say how I quit drinking a couple of years ago. And next, What? That's like bearing the lead, Dan. Come on.
2: Well, it was it was I wanted to put that out there cuz I told you I had to. And it's something I'm just was proud of making that decision and realizing how much more energy you get when that happens. It's just a it's just it's 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 you it's hard to explain the difference that it makes in your life, the relationships that you have with people, how you're more present. Yeah. Um you're you're not uh using it uh something for escapism. It's it's just an it's an amazing thing for someone if they're inclined to maybe uh, explore and do that, that I I highly suggest it.
0: Wow, Dan. I just I really appreciate that you shared that. And I'm sorry I didn't pick up on that it wasn't the second one. I apologize. That's but, all right. Yeah, but I'm so glad you brought it back around. What? So now you know I gotta ask a couple questions. So what you said you made the decision, and was there like any was it just, no, I want to live this healthier lifestyle or was there something that you're like, I don't like the way I'm, I'm presenting myself right now. Like, was there a moment or just, no, I want to, I want to have this better second half of my life.
2: It was a series of moments. You know, it's, it's one going into your doctor and having your annual checkup and saying, well, your blood pressure is a little bit higher.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, I was just like, huh? And they made a suggestion like, you know, why you experiment and see what happens if you, you quit drinking, if that makes a change. And it did. Um, as you get older, you don't process it the same way. So maybe when you would have two drinks before and, and thought nothing of it, you start feeling it a little bit more. We all know how it feels when you wake up the next day, even after one glass of wine, as we get a little bit older, that it affects us differently. Yeah. And I felt that if I was going to be going out and starting my own business, I wanted to be you know in, in, in full shape for it, have the energy to be able to do it and not have any distractions. And with my you know son going off to college um, in the fall, you know, I want to maximize my time with them as much as possible and not have any other distractions. So it was just a combination of of, of things that I, I considered, uh, similar to the way that I thought about launching my own business, that yeah. it wasn't any one thing. Yeah. But both those decisions, I, w- I would, I would never trade back.
0: Wow. And I think, too, like you said, it's a lot of courage. It's resilience. It's the same thing every day. It's the grind of the work. And it's the same, it's the transferable skills of everything you just said on how to support you in this, the decision I made. And you, what I like about what you talked about is you got yourself mentally ready for the, for starting your own business, but you also got yourself physically ready for that grind. Cause you're like, the drinking's going to distract me and I'm not gonna be in the best shape. In addition to being such a great role model for your son. How how hard is has it been for the past two years? Does it get easier every day? Like what advice do you if someone's listening and they and they and they went, oh my God, they buried the lead, um, what advice do you have for them? So we talked about the business advice, but what advice do you have for people if they're like, you know what, I do want to make a lifestyle change and I wanna stop, I want to stop drinking or or doing having a habit that's not the best for me.
2: Well, a habit's the best way. Is like, you know, people talk about a habit takes three weeks to break. Yeah. And that's what it was. I just found myself just drinking because maybe I was bored, or maybe it was just because that's what other people were doing. Yeah. So I made a concerted effort. And it was just a it was a, a decision, just all of a sudden like I'm done. Yeah. And never look back on it. And it became easier and easier. And after three weeks, I almost forgot about it.
0: Wow. I really I appreciate that. I th- thank you for sharing that. Cause I do think there's a lot of people who they might not consider themselves overly addicted to it. But at the same time, like you said, it's kind of a habit. And so if I'm bored, then I'm going to eat or I'm going to take this drink or I'm going to do something. And what would my life be like if I if I stopped doing that? So I appreciate that you shared that story, Dan. So now I'll still kick to Kelly. And uh, I love that. We, unless, Dan, you have a third decision that I've nope.
2: missed. <laughs> not yet, I don't.
0: Like you nearly died and had an out-of-body experience. Like that would be, <laughs> oh my, that's what Dan's going to do. He's going to keep saying like, oh yeah, and one more thing. And then he's going to say, yep, I died and I came back and let me tell you. And that, oh yeah, this
1: is the, it's going to be like two hours with Dan Flynn. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dan, it's been great to, to hear your story. And I, I, I ask a question of, you know, what was the most surprising thing you discovered, both launching your own business but also giving up drinking? Like, what did you discover that you hadn't anticipated?
2: Um, how much my relationships with people that really matter to me with, in terms of the drinking, how much they would be improved and how much more, um, rewarding it was than I ever could have imagined. Uh, yeah we 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 all our lives in high school you know late high school and, and college and if the social situations were always around let's have a beer, let's have a glass Ooh. of wine, let's do whatever it is and so that was the way that my social life was always formed but then I started realizing just how much more present I was when I wasn't drinking and how much the relationships I had um improved and how a temperament is more um, steady, all these different benefits that you get from it. I didn't realize, um, how much I was going to appreciate the benefits that came from it. And, and from the uh, launch my own company, uh, the, the most exciting part is just the different skill sets that I've had to learn from doing all these different things. Like I mentioned with marketing or whatever it may be, these other aspects of, of building a business, how fun it would be to, um, develop new skill sets to be able to make those things work. And I I just, it's been an exciting experience all the way around.
1: It's amazing. And I think one of the things that really kind of stood out to me was a very common theme that we have within our podcast is the idea of self-awareness and having it. And I think we've all been around people who have no self-awareness and it's painful, right? Because you wish they could just understand what you're trying to tell them, but they're really not internalizing enough to recognize a need to make a change. But you were self-aware and you are self-aware that you made a decision that, yeah, it might be hard and yeah, there might be a temptation to either pick up a drink or, um, you know, make another change that may adversely affect me, but I'm still going to go ahead and do it because I believe in myself, because I know I can do it. Do you think that having launched your business kind of gave you the confidence to, to then stop drinking or what do, you, what do you think? Was there any connection or, or no connection at all?
2: Uh, the only connection was just that I thought I would just want to have the extra energy to make sure yeah. I just you know, gave my full effort.
1: Mm-hmm. So they're
2: really independent decisions, um, but they they've, they've complemented each other very well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, what what I appreciate about you is that you have that self awareness, but you're also dedicated and driven. You set yourself a goal and you work really hard to achieve, and you're not afraid of doing the work, which I think is sometimes where it can be a little cumbersome because when you own um when you own your own business, there isn't like a, a blueprint. Everyone comes up with their own business plan. Everyone has their own um, sort of um, idea for what they want. But does that really, does it ever really come out looking the way that you had intended? And sometimes those journeys and discoveries can be really helpful to help you not only grow yourself, but also grow your business. And I just think about if Carrie and I hadn't started our business, we probably would not have met you, Dan. And that's such a, a cool thing to realize that when there are hard days, and of course, as you mentioned, there are many hard days. Um, You look around the connections you've built, the relationships you've forged, and you realize it's really, really worth it to put in that extra effort um, and and to know that you really are creating something pretty special for yourself and for those around you. So thank you so much for sharing your story and, and being so candid and vulnerable with us today. We so appreciate it.
2: Thank you. It was great talking to you guys today.
1: Thank you. So if you'd like to connect with Dan, we highly recommend you do so obviously based on our conversation. Please do so at LinkedIn. You can connect with him directly at Dan Flynn. And as always, we do make sure to post uh, Dan's contact information in our show notes. So please do check that out. Again, thank you so much, Dan, for your time and for being so vulnerable and candid in our conversation today. We really enjoyed having you on our podcast.
2: Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day.
1: You too. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abraci Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.